know what we've been singing? It's out of Revelation chapter 12, straight out of scripture. And I want to read the whole thing because it starts in verse 10. And it says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation, the power, and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah. I love that that line that we were singing. All authority is his. Every victory is his. Do you realize you don't get any victory that doesn't come through Jesus? You realize that, right? All authority, every victory is his. And that's what it says. Now have come the salvation, power, kingdom of our God, authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters. Don't you get so sick of him? One who just always pointing his finger of blame. Demeaning us. Accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them, us, before our God day and night. Night and day he has been hurled down. That is his ultimate end. Hallelujah. Can we rejoice in that? And then it says here, they triumphed over him or they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And that's where we're going to be today. We were actually supposed to have a guest speaker today. And due to unforeseen circumstances, they had to cancel at the last minute. And so then you can either get upset, you know, think, oh, my goodness. Or you can just go to God and say, God, this sure is a good opportunity, isn't it? And so we got together as staff, and and we were just praying and asking the Lord, okay, the, the, the rich season that we had been in of just the 21-day journey and just just like uh, Clint had already alluded to. You know, so rich for so many, so many just giving themselves to seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord through prayer, through fasting, and just through this hunger, this beautiful, raw hunger. And so we thought, why don't we just come and celebrate this scripture right here? Let's celebrate through testimony and let's celebrate the blood of the Lamb. And so that's what we're going to do. Now I've got... Uh, a couple of people that I want to bring up here because I want you to be able to hear. And, and there's a simple question that's our question for today is how is Jesus making himself more real to you? And so a couple of ones that I want to bring up here and, uh, and just share a story that I know of what's going on in their lives. And so TJ, will you come on up here? Will y'all welcome TJ with me? Here you go. Giving TJ a mic, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Goodness. You know, so you and I, we we have opportunity, get opportunity to just talk about God and, and just, you know, what he's doing and how he's making himself real. But he's really had you in this uh, season of just cooking your heart in some ways. And I just want people to hear that. So. Show, tell us how Jesus is making himself more real. Goodness. Cliff notes. Here we go. Let's see if we can fast track this. Um, because really, if I'm being honest, this, um, this struggle, what I've been walking through and everything, just what the Lord's been revealing and just Jesus showing up in my life um, starts probably about almost 10 years ago, um, frankly. So just what he's unraveling, what he's doing is just uh, beautiful. But I would say 10 years ago, um, I radically came on fire for the Lord. Um, Jesus revealed himself to me in the most beautiful way. Um, I came to know this man as a friend intimately and um, 
just his worth and his beauty was shown in my life. And I started operating out of that place, out of the love that he has for me. Um, it was unreal. And it was a lot easier to be obedient in that place. But for some reason, the enemy and his craftiness and everything, uh, somehow I changed everything that Jesus was doing in my life to, okay, now I'm the one who's doing this. Um, I'm the one who's seeing all of these miracles take place. I'm seeing all of this revelation, all this stuff come by my own strength and my own labors that I'm doing. So the more I was praying, the more that I was reading the word, I began to look at those things as uh, the only stepping stones or the bars that were causing his grace uh, to flow into my life. And um, yeah, 10 years looking back, I look up super drained, um, super tired, dull in heart, just um, full of religion, I would say, operating out of a place out of my own strength, selfish in that. And that's a horrible place to be. Because um, you're doing all the right things. Doing all the right things. It's just the yeah. motive in your heart. The really motive in shifted. the heart was shifted, for sure. It's a great way to put it. That all the right things, all of these things, and just the cry of my heart, like, why? Why do I feel so dry? Why do I not feel your love or your nearness anymore? What the heck is going on? For so for 10 years, I just ran at that pace, um, thinking that something will switch. Maybe it's just my flesh um, with it. And whenever we were worshiping over there, the Lord just gave me a, a beautiful picture with uh, me, like, pulling a rope and Jesus tied behind me, and he's not moving. And I'm just like, why? Why are we not going anywhere with it? <laughs> and it's a beautiful picture, for sure. But it's it just... Jesus doesn't cooperate in yeah, that very often, yeah, does he? Yeah, doesn't. <laughs> so by his grace, he separated that that relationship in that well I separated that relationship he didn't move or do anything he was right where he needed to be I was just away from that and um through coming here in this church getting plugged into our small group and what what we were just pressing into as identity and then jumping into the 21 day fast um like I said 10 years in the making and then the Lord just began to unravel things um rehearing truths again that I've heard over and over um, that were just dull and um, began to have life on it and um, nothing short of just his grace through that 21 day fast it wasn't anything that I was doing I didn't even do the full Daniel fast I actually just fasted from soft drinks because that's my crutch that's like my kryptonite so I was like I'll give that up so the eating and everything wasn't that big of a deal but in the midst of that he just began to unravel and work things even that I wasn't seeing but um, just a lot of encounters that were there, the Lord just began to awaken my heart to him again and dropped the rope and started looking back and seeing um, where he's at and seeing the love that he has uh, for me again and just being content with where I am right now and okay with allowing that love to flow over me again and being obedient and operating out of that place, still recovering religious addict, I would say, <laughs> not there yet, not there yet, but it's it's the freedom, a little step of freedom to step back towards him. And he says as we draw close to him, he would draw near to us. And it's it's that, just that invitation that's always been there with it. So that's what the Lord is doing in my life right now, just beckoning for him to come and abide and rest and being his son. Nothing more. I don't have to do anything. I'm not justified by my own works or anything that I do. I can't do it. I can't earn this. And just the understanding of that is finally being revealed again to my heart in a way that it's transforming and it's freeing in that. Amen. Amen. So I want you to pray for us because um, probably most everyone in this room has been there. You know, the world puts this yoke on us that your, your identity comes from your ability to perform. What you can do, do, do.
And sadly, sometimes, so we transfer into the kingdom, but somehow our mindset doesn't change, that we think even before God, that our identity comes from what we can do for him. When he never saved us to do anything for him, he saved us to be with him. And so I want you to pray for us. And if you just really feel like, it's like, oh man, I, I need that same grace in my life, then just right there, simply, you can hold out your hands or whatever you want to do. But just respond to the Lord and receive this prayer that TJ prays over your heart and your life. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge that you're here in this place. Father, I thank you for the hearts of hunger that are here and how in that expectancy you have shown up. And I pray for your grace right now over each of our lives, even those um, whose hearts are dull and dry and have just been that way for seasons on seasons. God, where there's no hope in sight, where they feel um, like this is it, that this is what it's like being with you, God. I pray that you would right now bring a fresh new anointing on their hearts, on their lives. God, by your grace, I pray the power of that testimony, what is spoken, what you're doing in my life, that same grace that you pour out, that invitation that you invited me to, I pray right now upon every heart. And I thank you, God, that you are so hungry that you are so desirous of us that even in that little yes, even in that dry little yes inside of our hearts, you will work something inside of that, God. So I pray that you would begin to plant seeds of breaking bondage, a religion of having to measure up any bars, any things that we have set standards on our lives. God, I pray that you would tear them down right now in the name of Jesus, that we no longer have to seek to perform, that we don't have to measure up to the people around us. And above all, God, that we don't have to measure up to ourselves. Whatever we have placed on ourselves right now, God, I pray that we would see ourselves the way that you see us and know us the way that you know us. Jesus, I thank you for that. I think you are so gracious and you are gentle. And that, God, I pray that you would move our hearts out of a place of love, God. So any condemnation or conviction um, that may come from the enemy in this, God, I pray that we would just be freed. In Jesus' name, I just speak that over us, and I thank you for the good work. I give you praise for what is coming, the freedom that is coming in the lives of those who are struggling with this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Can we thank Jesus for his goodness? Doesn't that encourage you? So rich. Okay, another testimony I want to invite up here. And uh, Laura Wilson, will you come on up here? And can you all just tell her thank you and welcome her? Yeah. Laura, I just want to begin by saying thank you. Because I know this is out of your comfort zone. And I get that. But, but after you and I talked, you've got such a beautiful story. And I know that I know that there are ones who need to hear this story. One, to hear how good Jesus is, but because they want, they're going to want Jesus to make it their story too. So, so tell me how Jesus has been making himself real to you. Well, um, kind of after the holidays, as we were preparing for the 21-day fast, um, Zach and I were talking. I'm like, okay, are we going to be on board this year? Are we going to go all in? And I felt, yes. I told him I just needed like a full-body detox, like my body, mind, and spirit. I felt like for so long I had just allowed so much junk, so many burdens of the world, the stresses, um, depression, just to pull me down. And I lost sight of what God said about me, who I was in Him. And I feel like through that journey, He's just reminded me 
of all the things that I've forgotten for so long. <laughs> so um, I wrote some notes because I just wanted to keep on track and make sure I shared yeah. what the Lord was um, sharing with me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so as we were going through the 21-day fast, I felt like the Lord was just highlighting and dealing with some ugly parts of my heart. Like, that's hard when you have to look in the mirror and say, like, ooh, that was ugly. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I, and and um, I think a lot of us can relate to that, too, in the journey. <laughs> yeah. So um, he just kind of showed me, like, you know, the devil, he will kick you when you're down. And whether it be depression from a chemical imbalance or maybe postpartum hormones or trauma, you know, that, that can be the catalyst. But the devil knows how to speak those lies into your life, to say you're not good enough. You'll never measure up. You will never be loved. And I feel like I dwelt in that for so long. Yeah. But the Lord's like, no, that's a lie. The devil is the father of lies. That's right. You are called. You are chosen. You are loved. You are accepted. You are free. Yeah. And I just feel like as we were worshiping on worship night, um, he just flooded my heart and my spirit with these truths that I want to share with y'all. And at first I thought, okay, this is just for me. But over the next the few, few days afterwards, the Lord started bringing even more scriptures to my mind. And he said, no, this isn't just for you. This is for everyone we prayed for on worship night. Yeah. This is for that's everyone right. that's struggling, everyone who's living in darkness. Um, this, is the, this is the words that he gave to me. And he said that dawn is breaking. Light is on the horizon. Morning is coming. Light pierces the darkness. Darkness cannot overcome the light. We are children of light. Walk in the light. <laughs> So I took that home and I meditated on it and I started kind of running some scripture references because I knew a lot of those were from scriptures. And can I just read those? Absolutely. Okay. So I was thinking, what or who is light? And in John 8, 12, it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John 1, 4 through 5, he says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Ephesians 5 eight, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. In Psalms 119.05, he says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then finally, in Isaiah 9, 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. So I feel like the Lord is saying to you, to us, you may be in darkness. You may have just come out of darkness, but that's not where you live. Amen. That's not where you dwell. Amen. You dwell Amen. in my glorious light. <laughs> I feel like the Lord is just going to break chains, break those chains of depression, of darkness, of hopelessness, and um, he's going to set the captives free. Amen. And we need to hold on to that hope. And we know that he is the light, and as we accept him, that light is transferred to us. Yeah. And he's called us to be light yeah. <laughs> in the darkness. And how do we know that light? We get in the word. 
We replace those lies from the devil with his truth. That's right. And if we're not in the word and we're not in prayer and we're not coming with him with hearts of thanksgiving and worship, then we're going to be stuck there where I was dwelling. And I don't want to be there anymore. (laughs) That's right. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the lies. And I just want to encourage everyone, if you're struggling, you're not alone. God sees you. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life more than you could ever imagine. And you have just got to reach out for him and say, Lord, I'm tired. If you've been there like I've been there, you're tired and you, you're just done. <laughs> and you could grow callous and cold. But that's not where the Lord would have us. That's right. He would have us walking in his light and in his truth. Amen. Amen. Okay, I want you to pray for us. That is so beautifully said. So pray for us. And if you need this prayer and you need this freedom of Jesus, then you receive it as Laura prays over us. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, that your love is unending, Lord. That you are always drawing us, always pursuing us, Lord. Always... um, God, you say that you've never left us or forsaken us, Lord. Even in the darkest times, Lord, where we feel like there's no hope, Lord, we know that your light shines in the darkness, Lord. And I just pray right now, Lord, that those that are struggling with depression and anxiety, those who are in just the darkness and pain of grief and loss and in hurts, Lord, there's so many things in this world that can cause trauma and pain. Lord, that we know that you have overcome the world. That's right. And as we walk in your truths, Lord, that that darkness within us, Lord, can also be overcome. So, Lord, we just ask right now that you would just break the bands of depression, Lord. Yes. You would set the captives free. That you would bring clarity where there is confusion. That you would bring hope where there is hopelessness, Lord. And that you would just be magnified, Lord, in our lives, Lord, and that those around us, Lord, those within our church, our families, our communities would just know, Lord, that we have been in your light, Lord. Help us to soak in your light, in your truth, and what you say about us, that we are loved, that that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives, Lord, and that you are working in and through us day by day, step by step, Lord, drawing us closer to you, Lord. And we just thank you. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercies, Lord. Thank you for sending your son to be the light of the world, Lord, so that we can dwell in you, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. this verse in Psalm 27 verse 4 that says uh, one thing I ask of the Lord uh, this alone do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to seek him in his temple and I really believe one of the things that the, the Lord has stirred through the beginning of this year is just this one thing type hunger and so let me just share this off the cuff is that I've just been talking you know with with different ones lately how you know we had such a great season of seeking the Lord in 21 days but none of us want it to end 
And even the whole thing of fasting, there's just a desire to just stay in that place, to not let it be something we do just once or twice a year. So several of us were talking and, and there was just sort of a stirring. And you know what? What if we just devote one day a week to just fast and to just sort of have this one thing, heart. Of God, nothing else matters but you. And, and every, every week, I just want to take a day, God, and communicate that to you. And we just talked about Mondays because why not start our week with that? And so I'm just tossing it out there, anybody who wants to. And if you have interest in, in being a part of that, just let me know. We're not going to make a big deal of it. But it would be good, you know, if anybody else is doing it, just encourage each other as we're doing it. So no pressure that you have to do it. But if you have this hunger stirring you of a just, I want this hunger to last all year long. And yeah, I, I want to do this fasting thing, continue it. But just let me know. You know, here's the beauty of fasting. It really reminds us that there really are things that we uh, um, hunger deeply for, way more than food. And it's just so good. Okay, so here's how we're going to close our time. I want you to go ahead and get your communion in hand. Because the verse of the day, Revelation 12, 11, says, they overcame by the word of their testimony, but what comes before that? By the blood of the Lamb. And so we're just going to, we've been celebrating through testimony, but now we're going to celebrate through the blood of the Lamb. And celebrate the blood of the Lamb. And I was, um, I was praying this morning, uh, and there's this verse in 1 Timothy 1, verse 17. And, um, and it says, now unto the king eternal and the king immortal. Now, and I, I'm captured by that word immortal. We know what the word immortal means, right? It means no death. No death whatsoever. Not even no death, but not even any fading. That in every beautiful, glorious attribute that God is, he is that attribute infinitely and eternally. He is fully immortal. But then I started thinking, but it says the king immortal. So not only is there no death in him, but he is king over death. He rules and reigns over death. But then I had this thought too. Because he is king over death, you realize he uses death for his own purposes. And what do I mean by that? Because what were his own purposes? Us. Us. He died for us. He used death. This one who is immortal used death to come rescue me. And I think about there's this verse that we were actually reading it in man group this week out of Romans chapter 5. And it's towards the end. It says, since then we have been justified by his blood. By his blood. Justified. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Since we've been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Now, we need to define that whole phrase, God's wrath. You know God's not angry at you. God's never been angry at you. He's angry at the devil, and he's angry at all things evil, and he will judge all things evil. But that's why Jesus died, to separate us from all things evil and all the plans of the devil. It says, since how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Every victory we have comes through the blood of the Lamb. 
Amen? You overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So as we take communion, as you celebrate all the ways that He's come through for you, thank Him for the blood. Or as you pray for all those ways you need Him to come through for you, thank Him for the blood. And here's how this moment's going to look. Is the worship team, they're going to sing just a very simple chorus in the background. And, and then what I want you to do is I want you to just take time individually, personally, and just pray and tell Jesus, thank you for everything you need to thank him for. And then on your own, you take the bread and you take the cup, just whenever you feel that personal leading between you and the Lord. And don't rush this. We're not trying to get somewhere right now. You let this be that moment when you celebrate that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, okay? But then at whatever point you, you want to, then you can simply join in with the chorus that the worship team is singing. We all get this right? You know what we're doing? Let's not rush it. So, Jesus, we come. We say thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Check us out on social media or to learn more, you can visit freedomcanyon.com.